This is your Kaiser Manufacturing video cast for Thursday, April 9th. And no surprise here to anybody that has watched our on-air stuff over the years, we are greatly shaped by pop culture. Uh, just not only movies and TV, but sports and pop culture and all that kind of different stuff that goes on outside of dirt track racing. And during this time of quarantine and this, this sort of repetitive feeling that we're having a little bit, where day after day, every single day, feels almost exactly the same. I had to play two of my favorite movie clips that my wife and I are literally saying to each other every single day that really reflect the time we're living in. First up, DMAC, give me, give me my Bill Murray clip first. All right, on me in three, two, <laughs> one. Well, it's Groundhog Day again. <laughs> literally almost every morning, Amber and I get up and we go, it's Groundhog Day Again, it's, it's literally every morning. Try it with your spouse. Derek, you try it with your roommate. You may or not, may not be staying in the same room. I'm not sure what's going on over there. You guys try that, okay? Every morning, say that to each other. Yeah, every morning we do that because I get up. He's on his computer teaching America's youth online or via Zoom or online e-learning. So he's always up grinding. So it basically is like the okay, same thing I want day. you to say that every morning. It's Groundhog Day yes. again. And then a newer movie that's my other favorite one. Uh, it, it's Chris Pratt from Jurassic World. And this is exactly how I feel also. Go ahead, D-Mac. We're getting a little punchy. We're on day 4,000. And I think we're holding up pretty well. Everyone's doing really well. Mentally, we're doing really good. I'm invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the invisible part, but I literally feel like the rest of it. It's day 4,000, and honestly, we're doing great. We're really doing great. Uh, what did help here this past weekend in Illinois was it was finally nice outside. It was 60, 70, 80 degrees. We had a few sunny days, but the bummer of that, of course, is, oh, it's nice outside. You can leave the house a little bit and be in your yard during quarantine was I was looking at screen grabs of weather, current weather across the United States. And of course, it was hilariously nice everywhere. On a weekend, we should have been racing. It should have been the Illini 100 here in Illinois this past weekend. It might have been, Derek, the nicest Illini 100 weather we ever would have had. It was like 74 degrees and sunny on Saturday. It has never been that nice for the Illini 100. We couldn't race, Suave. Yeah, like three years in a row, we had to like or postpone Friday and do a Saturday, the big show. <laughs> then Sunday was like the 30-lap race. So that was Heartbreak Hotel because it was perfect weather. It was like 65 on Friday and mid-50s on Saturday it was brutal, and I'm just sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. It's, it's day 4,000, and honestly, we're doing pretty great. Uh, you knew that would happen, though, right? We cannot race out, and it's super nice. We can race when it's a, they have the ability last year. It's 28 degrees, and there's a wind blowing out of the north, so you knew that was going to happen. From Pennsylvania to Georgia to Illinois, I saw the screen grabs of people's weather all weekend long. I'm like, oh my God, it's just so nice everywhere. During this video cast, I am joined as always. You've seen his lovely face a couple of times already, Derek Kessinger. Of course, Turn is in the studio, but wait a minute now. Wait a minute tonight. Turn's in the studio, Derek, but Turn's not really the one calling the shots tonight. Look at this. One of our newest employees, Dustin McCarty. DMAC is the one actually switching tonight. That's an optical illusion. They're not that close, by the way. They're in different rooms. Okay. We're social distancing. Dustin McCarty, fresh off the heels of one of our best video casts ever. You get called in to direct this video cast. DMAC, are you actually ready for this or not? Yes. I'm good to go. <laughs> well, he sounds just like Turn. It's the same yeah, guy. It's, literally, <laughs> it's the same guy. It's literally like having Turn in here. Maybe you don't want your director to say much. Though. Look at him in his flow hat and his dirt hey, on Hey, I look good. What a company. Turn to turn your mic towards you a little bit there. Help him out, Turn. Turn it. There we go. Yeah, yeah I, can't, I couldn't hear go. him. 
better. This guy's an audio guy, Derek. You think he'd know, you think he'd know a little better. <laughs> All right, Mac. I got my eye on you, right? I got my eye on you during this All next right. hour. Uh, we loved having those two drivers on so much last weekend that we wanted to do it again this weekend. And I think we went with two pretty fantastic personalities. Joining us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline, and I, I honestly cannot believe this is happening, but joining Suave and I as our co-host this week, two of the biggest personalities in all of dirt late model racing. It is Steve Casebolt and it is Boom Briggs. Who who talked me into this? Boys, me. thank you. Yeah, you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Casebolt, I want to start with you. You have mentioned before, and this is some time ago, but you said to me that you wanted to co-host a show with us. It only took a global pandemic for that to happen. This still counts though, doesn't it, Casebolt? <laughs> I don't even remember saying that. I, either either it's been so long ago that I forgot, or um, you're just making it all up. One of the two. <laughs> but I never considered myself a very huge personality of the sport, but I'll take it, and uh, I'm glad to be on here, and hopefully we can have some time. You don't think – I think you're – Derek, he's one of the funniest guys. His Twitter handle's hilarious. He's not loud like Tyler Err, but Case Bolt's got a great personality, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, you're – <laughs> Bringing yourself down, Casebolt. Come on now. I see. This is classic Casebolt. He's down on himself. He doesn't think he's going to win the race. Here we are. I need you to have a little pep this next hour, okay? I sold you big, all right? All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm on it. Casebolt also locked in his truck right now for the next hour doing this. <laughs> Boom. I got you, too. I feel like you're on the air all the time with Derek, but now you've got a professional in myself actually steering the ship. This has to feel better than when you're on with Derek, right? Help me out a little bit. Well, you've heard the conversations that me and Derek have, and uh, <laughs> yes, this needs to be a little bit more professional this time. Usually, he's uh, calling with some BS story, or he's got a lot of time on his hands. I think you need to give him more projects. Derek, oh, are, you, are you are you listening to this? Are you not are you not busy enough right now? Is that what's going on? Yeah. How many times I, a week do you call Boom on average? Well, this week it's been a lot because I'm trying to get him pumped up for the show. <laughs> this week Jeepers. it's been a lot. God. Boom, how many calls per week to you, do you think? Uh, at least one. I mean, sometimes two, but... Uh, he's the mayor. I have to get the info. Kid. He's my inside Derek, you realize that's minimum 52 calls a year to Boom Briggs that you're making right now. We may need... Oh. I don't think his wife probably talks to him that much. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I think if you look at it... No, she'll, no she'll, definitely, she'll definitely tell you that. Yes, she yes. Coming up in the next hour, we've got another really good show. We've got the legend himself, Derek's dad, Mark Richards, will join us. Uh, we've got the promoter at Knoxville, one of my favorite people in the entire sport, Kendra Jacobs, will be on... And then, Derek, I wrote this line specifically for us Tiger King fans. It's one of the coolest cats and kittens in all of motorsports. Big, sexy Brandon Overton will join us later on the show as well. Guys, I wanted to get to you first. Boom. I want to switch to a little bit of a serious tone first, even if this is typically a little more lighthearted, what we do on the video casts. I know for you, this corona situation has not been easy with your actual career that you have. Just take us through some of that. You have a lot of employees. You've had a lot go on. Tell the people what you do and just how difficult this time has been and some of the decisions you've had to make. Well, it, it is a tough time, and uh, it changes daily. But uh, if my dad, you know, we, you know, I talk about my dad a lot, and he's been gone two and a half years, and this would have been his 50th year in business, in the trucking business. And uh, about five or six years ago, we've kind of expanded and, got to doing a lot for Cummins Engine Company and, uh, you know, with all these plants closing down and stuff, it's it's just been a tough deal. And, you know, in 50 years of business, my father never laid a person off. Uh, if we were slow, he would give him work in the garage. We'd go to his fireman work. Uh, 
go to Chubbs and work. Um, so laying these people off was a very, very hard decision. Um, you know, it bothered us as a family to have to lay these people off. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's just temporary here. I think at first uh, I had a gut feeling we were 30 days from, but it's the daily stuff you hear right now, it's going to be longer than 30 days. We're probably looking at two to three months to get back to even at 50% capacity. I just don't think people realize this is going to take a while to overcome. So, I mean, we're fortunate enough with the other part of the business that my grandfather started, uh, the mulch. Um, we've had an early spring, so, you know, that's been going good. But it's hard to lay off 15, 18 guys and park all of this equipment. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's just a small thing. I mean, you, I had to quit watching the news because uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's disgusting. But uh, hopefully we'll get through this and... Uh, you know, no racing going on. I mean, it, it's tough on a lot of people. You just figure out right down to restaurants in Fairbury, Illinois, that or Farmer City. The, you know, no race fans coming to town. It's it's a very economic uh, hurt on a lot of people. Casebill, I know you've got a lot going on besides racing as well. Explain to everybody else out there yep. what you do. I think you've got like 12 other jobs, if I remember scoring at home correctly. <laughs> How has this uh, global pandemic affected all your other non-racing stuff? Well, um, it, it's going to be hard to tell for me for a little while. I mean, I have a lot of different things going on. We have storage units. We just opened a equipment rental business. We have a car wash. Um rental properties buy sell properties and the race team obviously but um no it's uh so far it's not killed me so far um everybody paid their rent on april 1st which i was concerned about that so all my all my rent space for all my rental properties and then the storage units um most of the rent on that stuff got paid the car wash is way slow and with the spring coming in equipment rental stuff starting to pick up um and obviously the race team's totally shut down, but, um, and then the buy sell properties, that's a, that's a big concern, um, because they put a moratorium on foreclosures, which just means it's a temporary hold sure. and I, and I buy a lot of foreclosures. So, um, so for, as of right now, that's, that's totally shut down, but I still have three that I had kind of in my back pocket for a rainy day that we can work on and get us through this little hump and hopefully it ends sooner rather than later. Guys, be honest with me here. A lot of people have said this, that some of them, I don't think, some people might not be looking at the bright side of this. Some people are saving money by not racing. Would you both agree, Case Bold? I'll start with you. This might save you a little money in the spring by not racing, right? I, I think I think Boom's in the same same boat as I am. We're neither one very good, so we're saving big money. <laughs> Boom, I'm going to well, give you a chance to defend I, sorry, yourself sorry, against Boom. that. <laughs> no, I'm... Listen, you guys know me. I'm a realist, and uh, I tell the truth. And Case Bolt's right. I mean, especially on my end right now, it is a savings. Uh, you know, my team is family-owned. Uh, we've got some good sponsors, and, and I have very good friends in Jeff Farrow that owns the motors. It helps us a ton. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, a savings right now, and, and probably it's a blessing. Guys, we've started these video casts the last two weeks with a game. 
Two weeks ago, it was what-ifs. What are some of the biggest what-ifs we'd miss out on if we missed the season? Last week with Devin and Bobby, we did Tell Us Something We Don't Know was the name of the game. Tell us something we don't know about what it's like to be a driver. I'm going back to my Rigsby Report roots with the game today. We are playing a simple game of true or false. Me, you, Derek, Boom, and Case Bolt. We're going to play a true or false game. Boom, I'm going to start with you. We talked about this on our okay. we talked about this on our Quarantake show this week. I said quite simply, Scott Bloomquist is the greatest dirt late model driver of all time. Is that true or false, Boom? Well, you really do want to put me on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> what are we doing here? Let's go. Well, I think you almost have to say truth, and I'm going to give you a reason. Being me and Daryl talk about it every day, and we've been watching a lot of old videos. And if you look at some of these old videos that you guys have been playing and how hard them cars were to drive back then and as dominant as he was back then in cars that were didn't handle as good as they did do today, I'm going to have to probably say truth. All right, it's truth. Case Bolt, true or false? Bloomquist, greatest ever. Uh, I just think no explanation needed. I just think it's true. Derek, are you listening to this? Derek argued Moyer last week, and he, he round and round with me for an so hour. So that means Case Bolt's the greatest driver of all time because he beat him in the dream. That's the one final race. Lap, so that's I'm going to go with Case Bolt. That's, that's one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what the heck? Do we all agree, though, so, guys? No. Quick, but Moyer's, second, think, uh, Moyer's second best, right? Moyer Bloomquist clearly one and two, no doubt about it. Yeah, I um, agree. There's no, I agree with that. Okay. And, you know, you, you can't take away from Billy Moyer back when he was running – how many more shows a year yeah. than anybody in the country? Yeah. All right. Second true or false question. Case Bolt, you go first on this one. True or false? We will race the dream in 2020. True or false? Uh, uh, <laughs> wishful thinking wants me to say true. Um, reality kind of makes me feel like false. Okay, that depressed me. Your your false answer your false answer depressed me. I know. I mean, unless they reschedule it, I don't know if we're going to be ready early June. I don't. I don't know. But I. I. I mean, they should reschedule it. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'm. I'm going with true. Let's get. Let's get positive. He's here. back to true. I'm going with true. He's, they need to reschedule it. He's back. Boom. True or false? Dream. Uh, dream happens in 2020. It happened in 2020. Fact. True. Not in June. Okay, so a rescheduled dream for both of you is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Final true or false question. Boom, this one's for you, starting with you. iRacing is good for dirt track racing. True or false, Boom? True. Okay, why? Follow up. I Because it's keeping people's interest. I've heard all kinds of negativeness about this iRacing, and... Uh, I've got employees that have told me they've been watching it. There's nothing on TV, nothing. So I believe it's, I, I believe it's positive. I think it's when we go back to racing, I think you might actually get some fans out of this. Case Bolt, so true, true I believe, I, I believe it's positive. Case Bolt, true or false? Good for racing. I think it's true as long as we're in a pandemic. And then after that pandemic is lifted, let let all the teenagers and young kids in their parents' basement, let them have iRacing back and they can continue on. But 
as for the real world, we got to race real cars. That that feels like a little bit of a dig at iRacing, Case Bold. It felt a little diggish, and I have I have some issues with <laughs> iRacing as well. So I'm I, I hear you. No, but. it's all right. It's fun, but it's um. I tried to play it the other day, and it to me, it's a it's not it's not the same as driving a car. It's it's I mean it, it looks the same. It looks awesome, but the feel that you get and the feedback you get from the pedals and the gas or and the and the steering wheel and stuff to me. It's just so different that it makes it makes it a little a little bit kind of like eh, I'd rather do something else. And I think I think it was Denny Hamlin. I don't want to misquote it, but he was talking about how you know I always joke if Tom Brady was playing Madden, who would care? And he's like, well, it's totally different because when you're playing Madden, you're only moving your thumbs. When you're sitting in an eye racing rig, you're actually moving your body identical to the way you move a car. But my argument against that is the whole point of the thrill of racing is that you guys could literally die every time you go out on the racetrack. <laughs> it is an insanely dangerous thing you do. So in no way can it be compared. Derek, am I on to something there or not? The, 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 the fear of death being eliminated sort of takes the fun of racing away a little bit, the, the thrill of it. Yeah, the only way is maybe you just like get so tense up, your heart rate goes up, and then you like your heart I'm, explodes. This, uh, but yeah, you're not going to die in a, like a wreck. So, And it's a video. They say it's a sim game. I'm calling it a video game. So I'm I want to turn, take the mic real quick. You're a big iRacing guy. You always talk about how great iRacing is. It's not, I mean, why does people's hearts beating so fast? Bubba Wallace almost sweat through his shirt last night, turn. I got to lean over. The only, uh, the only thing I can think is like, uh, just the, let's get him on cam here, McCarty. Let's get him on cam here. Hit take. There we go. There we go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I mean, the only thing I can think is like the competition. I don't know. My, my heart doesn't get racing when I, when I go on iRacing. So I know if I jumped in a real late model though, I'd be beaten out of my chest so boom you you've done a little bit of it here in this the competitions right or no, no he has a driver he's, oh, a big he's got time. a team he's driver time. Oh, i'm sorry he's got a team driver listen <laughs> you guys forget i'm old and i can remember when i was a seven eight years old we got a used atari set for christmas so me and video games never did hit it off i thought but, you're only uh, 30 30 did I, boom how old are 30, you yeah uh, how old are you boom I'll be I'll be 49 in July. I th- actually thought Boom was a little older than that. Yeah, we're birthday buddies. <laughs> we're birthday buddies. <laughs> All right, guys. Stay apart. Uh, Case Bolt, so you're not driving. Like Jonathan Davenport drove 21 hours to buy an iRacing or get an iRacing rig. In no world is Steve Case Bolt doing that. Am I correct? <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. I, I, you know, Jonathan Davenport, he's a great race car driver, and he's enabled himself to be able to make a living driving a race car. So somebody like that, I get it. Yeah, you want to. Get in there and get get as much racing under your belt as you possibly can. Stay focused, stay fresh. But for me, I got work to do, and <laughs> and it I don't make my money on those um, race cars, so I need to just continue on like a regular person and do regular work. Uh, I love. It. That's the headline from this turn. Make sure you pull a clip that says "Case Bolt." Like the headline of the stories, "Case Bolt calls out teens in basements." Is what we'll say. That'll be like the headline. <laughs> That'll be the headline. <laughs> But I mean, like I said, I get it. If I was Jonathan Davenport, if I was in his situation or somebody like that and I raced for a living, I'd be on it 12 hours a day making making something happen. All right, guys. I'm going to dial up our first guest at Mark Richards. That's it for true or false. You all did excellent, by the way. You answered all of the questions correctly. Derek, Derek, fraternize with Boom while I get Mark on the line, okay? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Nice. Let's see. Does Mark answer on one ring today or not? That'll be the question. Oh, he's waiting for you. He is waiting for you. There it is. Mark, are you there? 
I just sat down at my desk. He just sat down at his desk. On the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline is the man himself, the one and only Mark Richards. Mark, you've got Derek with me, and my co-hosts this week are Boom Briggs and Steve Casebolt. Um, so just be prepared. <laughs> was that, what was that? Sorry to, sorry to hear that, Mark. Is that what I heard? <laughs> I said I feel sorry for you. <laughs> well, I'm going to feel sorry for you in a second because they get to ask you some questions too. Mark, I want to know what is the most – and I think, Boom, you got to mute your phone when you're not talking. Boom's moving around in the office. I can hear him. Listen to him. He's shuffling papers, whatever else he's doing. I can't just sit here. This is – You just you sit. sit still. I want you – we got Mark Richards on the line. I need you to sit still, okay? That's what Very I need important. To okay. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I want to know what is the most exciting thing you've done during quarantine, Mark? Wash my hands. <laughs> How many times do you? <laughs> I, I swear, I got the cleanest hands I've ever had since I was born. I think they're cleaner than the day I was born. Over under on how many? I times don't know what the most exciting thing is. I have no clue. So I'm not sure there has been much excitement. Pretty low key around the West Virginia ranch is what you're telling me during this during this time. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot happening. I mean, we're still working the car lot, but. I mean the truck lot, but yeah, the race shop. Now, didn't we see? Didn't we see that you took a nature hike one day? That was pretty good, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I still do that some. Uh, the biggest problem is finding time. I don't know for not having anything to do. I don't have enough time to get done in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you and I have texted. You and I have texted multiple times during this entire thing, and we've kind of shared our thoughts on what's going on. I wanted to start with just the impact on Rocket, first of all. Not only the business, but the race team, if you can talk about both. Be as honest as you can be with me. You know, no BS. You and I are always honest with each other. How hard has this been on not only Rocket chassis, but the the race team itself? This has had to be pretty difficult, I'd imagine. Well, I know I don't want to look like Monday morning quarterback, but I've seen this coming back in January. and. The day that Colby Bryant got killed is when I really started paying attention to what we had coming. And I spend a lot of time, like, I'll go in a truck sometimes to take a nap because we're up so late. And I'm getting to where I can't handle all them hours. So I watched, I'm getting, I watched the news a lot. And I, the day that Colby got killed was when that was a few days after that first case hit over there in Washington State. And I really, I didn't understand what the coronavirus was. I thought it was somebody got sick on some beer or something. But <laughs> now that was me, you know. So I had to, I had to figure out, you know, I kind of had to watch it to catch on to what was going on. And and Dan walked in the truck a couple, I don't know, a week later or whatever. And I'm watching it. We were at East Bay or Volusia later, and you know, and he said, "Why do you keep watching this news?" I said, "Because I'm telling you, we have got trouble coming." And he says. There ain't nothing going to happen. I said, listen, I'm telling you, this is going to be a problem. So by the time we left Volusia, I pretty much had a feeling that this was going to get bad. And we went to Smoky Mountain a few weeks later, and I'm still watching the news in the middle of the afternoon. And Dan walked in and he said, would you quit watching that news? You're starting to sound like these people on the news. And I said, listen, man, I'm telling you, they're getting ready to shut this country down. And he said, they're never going to shut this country down. Nobody's going to die from this. We're not going to die from it. I said, listen, it doesn't matter if we die from it or not. It's still going to be hard on what we do. Yeah. 
to go out and do this where we are we're depending on a crowd of people. And now they're talking about social distancing and, and keeping, you know, people in groups of, well, at that time they were talking groups of 50 and then they went to groups of 25 and then groups of 10, you know, it makes it hard on what we do. Well, we came back from uh, Tennessee. It was that and, week? Yeah, it was know, that week. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. yeah. Yesterday or was it was yesterday was two weeks that we've been shut down by the state, and you know we looked at it. We could probably there was probably a little bit of gray area there. We could have fought it, but here's what I what I want don't want. I don't want to put my employees or my customers in harm's way and you know it got really close to getting in our shop um there was a boy that does some fabrication work for us uh he went over the uh the winter he hurt his shoulder so he was going to therapy well he on his way to therapy that monday before we shut down he was on his way there they called his wife and said tell terry not to come in so he gets back home and he calls and says, you know, what's the deal? They said, well, the girl does your, does your, uh, physical therapy. She was just diagnosed with coronavirus. Wow. So if they wouldn't have caught her, you know, caught him and had, and she hadn't have known he's in and out of this shop two or three times a week. Yeah. So it was really close for us. And the, the ironic thing is we just had two deaths this week up here in, in Monongahela County, which is up where Morgan County is. And, uh, she had been up there. That girl had doing physical therapy on these two women in this nursing home. And that nursing home now has 28 people there with the coronavirus and two of them died this week. Wow. So it was really close to getting to us. Her husband was the Coke delivery guy around here. And he has it too. So, oh, geez. you know, it's real. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm more concerned about the safety of my employees because I sure don't want any of them to get sick and then take it home to maybe somebody that's older and they don't have a chance to get out of it. Um, the impact on the race team. I mean, we were ready to race. Um, you know, we came home from Tennessee, they got everything ready and we were ready to head back wherever we were going, Bulls Gap and Gaffney, I think that was the place we were going next. I've lost track of time where we're <laughs> at now, but, uh, that's basically where we are. And, and, you know, I made the decision on Monday. Well, I went, I went to Steve <laughs> on Thursday before we got shut down, which it was like three Thursdays ago. And I will come in and he doesn't watch the news. And I come in and I said, Steve, we're going to have to talk here a little bit about what our, you know, what our plans are for the future. And this was before they did the shutdown. And my guys have been working 50, 60 hours a week for the past, I don't know how many years. I mean, I didn't realize it until I come in that morning and I said, okay, where are we at on, you know, overtime and all that kind of stuff. And she said, showed me where we were and I said, Steve, listen, this is where, what's going to happen. I said, we're going to have to cut back on our hours to normal hours, 40 hours, because I said, they're going to start shutting racetracks down and we've got racetracks shutting down. Yeah. We're not going to have as much work. So 
he said, I don't think so. I think this is a media hype. And I said, listen, I know, I know it's a little bit of a media hype, but you might want to watch the news. Yeah. So he went home that night. I came back in on Friday, and I walked in the office, and Kay said, Steve's out there having a meeting with the guys. So he knew it was serious yeah. then. I mean, Steve's out there telling them, hey, guys, you know, we're going to stay open as long as we can. Well, by Monday, that had all changed because Saturday the governor was talking shut down. And, and I came in Monday morning, and I got everybody together, and I said, listen, I said, more than likely they're going to shut us down at some point this week. I don't know when, but they are. I said, we can try to fight it, <clears throat> or we can shut down, and you guys, I'll put you on unemployment. I really didn't want to do that, but I've been in business for 40 years between both places, WRC and Mark Richards Racing. Uh, I started in 1979 at WRC, and I've been in business every year since. Never laid anybody off, ever. And I had 15 guys, they got 15 people got laid off the next day on Tuesday. And I told them, I said, listen, you know, here's the thing we don't realize where we live. And a lot of, a lot of people that are your viewers don't realize this, how lucky we are to yeah. live like we live. Because I told them, I told my guys that day, I said, you guys got up this morning. You got ready to come to work. You walked out the door. You got in your pickup truck. You drove to work. You walked in at one door. And I said, maybe the whole way here, you may have, might have had some kind of contact with two to 15 people that might have touched the doorknob before you. And I said, think about them people that's in them cities. Yeah. They get up in their apartment. They walk down the hallway. They get on an elevator that there's been hundreds of people already got on and sneezed in. and you know, uh, sneezed on the buttons and, and then they come down into the street and they got to go get on mass transit. Um, you know, whether it's subway, bus, taxi, whatever, think about all the stuff that's in that, you know, that's in those subway cars and those buses and all that stuff. And then you, you get to where you're close to work and you got to walk in another building and get in another elevator that's had the same thing. And I, I mean, it's no wonder New York has the cases that they have. But it's in our area, too. You know what I mean? It's just not at those high numbers. Mark, I've got some other questions for you, too, but I'm going to let it turn it over to Boom and Steve first. Boom, I'm going to let you go first. What do you have? I know you've known Mark a long time. You guys are in a similar position business-wise. Certainly your question doesn't have to be about that, but what do you have for Mark, Boom? Well, I, I, he touched on a lot of things I did. I mean, 50 years of business never laid anybody off, and... Mark's very loyal to his people, so I'm sure Mark that had to hurt laying them guys off. Oh, it was it was tough, you know. I told him, I said, uh, you know, my dad grew up in the Depression, and uh, that was in 1929, and I was born in 1960. So I heard about the Depression my whole life, and you yeah. know, my dad was like, you know. You don't throw that away. You need to save that. You know, you got to watch your money. You can't borrow money because you never know. You might go through the oppression. And I told my guys that one of those days, I can't, I, it might have been Tuesday when we went out and finally told them after the governor made the, the decision to shut the state down. I said, your guys are going to remember this year 
like my dad remembered the, the yeah. depression. Because wow. my grandfather, exactly, Mark, exactly. This is not and over hear, by a long you shot. Know, did your grandpa tell you? I mean, you heard it all the time. And I absolutely gonna, did the same little, scenario. It's going to be a little bit different this time because now you're going to be more cautious about, you know, grabbing hold of something that, you know, there's been a lot of people touched. And, you know, and, I, and hopefully the economic part of it doesn't get to where it got to in the, in the, in 1929. Steve, what about well, you? Well, I hope it doesn't either. Steve, what about you for Mark? Um, well, to get away from the coronavirus thing and kind of get more onto racing is what my question is. Um, to me, Mark, you're, um, to me, you're the best crew chief in the sport right now. I, mean, I know you're a car owner, but you're also a crew chief as well. And you're the best one in the sport right now, possibly the best one that the sport's ever seen. Um, so in your opinion, who's second best, who's second best of all time or who's second best right now, or take that wherever you want to go with it. Yeah, he's got to pick one. I'm going to make him, well, pick, I'm going to make him pick one too. Cause I know. He's, yeah. You have to pick. You he's can't gonna, just say everybody. Right, I'm going to make him pick one. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think I'm a crew chief. Okay. I think my experience has been at a lot of things. You know, I've done a lot of stuff in my life. I've, I've been very fortunate to make my living doing something that I love to do. And, uh, yep. you know, years ago, I, I kind of considered myself a crew chief because that was my position, you know, a crew chief. And, you know, once you become a business owner and, and I had a racetrack and, you know, we was a promoter there for 15 years at Interstate 79 Speedway, you know, I've been fortunate enough to see this sport from all kinds of different angles. Um, you know, as I've gotten older, I, you know, the race team is part of our business here at Rocket Chassis. Uh, it's more of a necessity than it is for me just to be out racing. I mean, for us to showcase our product and to, uh, you know, it's the old saying that they used to say, you know, you went on Sunday and you sell on Monday. Well, our deal is when we're racing, if you win, you have a better chance of selling no matter what day it is, you know. So we have to try yep. to win and to sell product. And we've been very fortunate. Are you dodging this do question? Case Bold, is he dodging this question, do you think? He's, 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 he's dodging. He is all over the board. He's dodging hard. <laughs> Mark, I Mark, I'm not feeling an answer coming from you here. I'm not I, feeling you're it. You're probably not going to get a, a, a solid oh, answer on. from me. All I'm going to say is there's some people that i got a lot of respect for in this sport. Um, some of them are getting older and, 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 you know, not doing it at the level they were when I was younger, when I was, when I was younger, there was a lot of guys that, you know, uh, I felt like were, was top level crew chief. You know, the thing yeah. now is, uh, we're in an era where there isn't as many people doing it like it was back 25 30 years ago so mm -hmm. I, I i don't want to call no i don't want to pin it on anybody who i think it is you can't but, tell us like one well, name give us one example of a good crew chief surely there's I, danny, one danny danny white danny white is the crew chief yeah. okay. <laughs> he's your crew chief that doesn't count steve he's press him press him case bolt <laughs> press him well the reason i ask is because i don't feel like the crew guys get the recognition that they deserve in the sport and I know Mark's more than just a crew guy. I know that. 
But to me, what makes a racer good is when he's surrounded himself around good people that can help him make good decisions or that he can let make, he can have people that make the decisions for him to make the car good or to just to, to have different strategies throughout the night. To me, that, that's 50% of it. That's half the battle. There's tons of great race car drivers out there, but without somebody with some decision-making ability, I just don't think half of them ever get to showcase their talent. What about you, Case Bolt? Who's, well, here's the, who, who's real quick, Mark? Let who's the me, second? Me. Who's the second best, Case Bolt, behind Mark? You got one real quick before Mark answers that. Um, I like uh, I like Robbie Allen. I like Shane McDowell. Um, I think uh, I think those guys, all whoever they're working with, run well. Um, obviously, Rumley's Rumley's doing well. Um, uh, those are the ones that stick out right off the top of, right off the top of my hat to me. Go ahead, Mark. I agree with that. I agree with some of the picks that with the picks that Steve had. Here's what I got to say about anything. It doesn't matter whether it's racing. Uh, Michael knows kind of who I kind of model after. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're racing or, or you're in another business or whatever. The first thing you do is surround yourself around good people to be successful. And I didn't understand that for a long time. And Anyhow, uh, let me end this here. Uh, what do I got to do? We didn't lose okay. Him. Okay, he's back. I, I didn't understand that <laughs> for a long. I didn't understand for a long time. I tried to do all the work myself. Okay, and it, and I worked myself crazy. I'd go to work at eight o'clock in the morning and not come home till one or two at, in the morning. I get back up and do it again. And then I'm going to tell you who told me that was. Robbie Allen. Robbie Allen said, "Listen, Richards, I'm going to tell you how you could how somebody could be ahead of everybody else." And I said, "Okay." He said, "Listen, everybody's pretty much got the same equipment." He said, "We all do. If somebody was smart enough to get the best help, they would be ahead of everybody else." And he told me that about I'm going to say 10 years ago, maybe longer. It might even been. 12 or 15 years ago. And I thought about it. Mm -hmm. and I said, you know what? He's right. Because you can buy motors. You can buy cars. You can buy trucks and trailers without the help. What do you got? You know, yep. so I was doing all the work and there was a lot of people out there and still probably a lot of people still thinks that sometimes I can be a butt and you know, I'm not the most personal. I've never seen it. Theater. I've never. No seen one it, has okay? ever said that. No one has ever said that, Mark. Ever. Not <laughs> oh, yes, one time. No. I I look back on it, and I I'm going to say this: when you're trying to juggle as much stuff as I was trying to juggle, and micromanage every one of those little positions that I've been able to now fill with good people at the race shop, at the race team, um, it's made my life a whole lot better. And it's made me to where I can have this conversation with you because back in those days, no time, right? I didn't have time to have a conversation, you know, so get surround yourself around good people to be successful. And I don't care what kind of business you're in or what kind of sport you're playing. If you don't have good people, it's hard to be successful. I got a couple of quick hitters before we end it with Mark Richards. First from you, Boom. Do you have a funny, good, that you can tell on the air, by the way, good Mark Richards story? Boom, do you got one just awesome Mark Richards story you can tell? 
No, I absolutely have the best one. <laughs> okay. Here we, here we go. I'm ready. The best one. And I don't know if Mark's going to remember this. I think he will. But we were at Dixie, and Chubb took the lead, and I believe it was Wendell Wallace that kept poking underneath him and poking underneath him, and I'm signaling Chubb, and this Richards comes up. He starts yelling, screaming at me, <laughs> you got to get him to the bottom. you got to get him to the bottom. I said, can you not see me? So a couple more laps, I motion him. Richard starts yelling again. So when Chubb come around, I gave him two middle fingers. <laughs> and this Richard says, what did you do that for? I said, I'm sick of you yelling at me, and he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that it rained out on that. Is that right, Mark? Is he right recalling it correctly? Hey, I've been to so many racetracks, and people tell me things that happen. And in the heat of the battle, and, and again, oh. me being busy, it, it probably happened. I can't <laughs> deny it. <laughs> There's one other real quick one. We went down there to build a car one day, me and Chubb, and we were supposed to test that night and do a Hoosier tire test. And I'm trying to put a brake caliper on, and he's Mark's hyper. And we were behind and in a hurry. I'm trying to put this caliper on, putting these little washers in. He kept yelling at me. And I come out of there. I said, I am sick and tired of you yelling at me. He said, well, I'm not yelling at you. That's just how we talk. <laughs> All of these well, that's the truth. And that what he remembers. That's that, the truth. But, I got to tell you a quick story about that, what Boob just said. That was the way my, I grew up. My family was. And my dad and my uncles and all of them, that's the way they were. You know, and I grew up in that. But see, I grew up, I grew up the same way, Mark. That's where and we finally Baker, figured out that we're alike. <laughs> we were in here working one day years ago. We just started. Baker remembers this plain as day. And Baker come in the shop and he said, hey, you better get out there. Your dad and your uncle's going to kill each other. <laughs> and I said, what are they doing? He said, they're out there arguing like crazy. And I walked out and they were just talking. I walked back in and I said, <laughs> That's the way they talk. <laughs> Derek, before we go, you're an official team sponsor, of course. Suave Talk's official team sponsor of Rocket. Do you have anything to say to uh, Mark slash Bill Belichick? Before I, didn't we leave? Suave, I didn't even know Derek was on I here. can't get a word in I'm sorry. You, uh, you know what? You've got, we got to get to Kendra, but you go go ahead. I'm a, a huge little... advocate of Mark Richards racing, by the way. We know. So. We are well aware. How does it feel like you're yeah. unstoppable in the real world of racing and then like your house car team with Logan Seavey's unstoppable and I racing like one, like <laughs> three or four in a row. Like you dominate in both realities. <laughs> well, there's a long story behind that. We'll, we'll talk about it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, you I don't, don't think we have enough. Time so it's like, is you, Shepard okay in the real life house car? Cause if not, I'll have to talk to you about that. Yeah, I know. Is Logan, is Logan going to replace Brandon Shepard? I mean, that's the hot news on the street, right? Brandon out Logan in Mark. You can break the news right now. <laughs> no, that ain't going to happen. Brandon Shepard ain't got nothing to worry about <laughs> because Brandon Shepard again fits into what I just talked about. You get the good people having good people around you, and he fits the mold for what we need here. Well, a couple things I want to rattle off before we let Mark go because this Mark and I talked about what are we going to talk about during this interview, and I mentioned to him it's a little more lighthearted with Boom and Case Bolt and Derek. Uh, since 2016, the Rocket One car has earned over $2.5 million, and the Dirt on Dirt driver of the year has been the Rocket One car five out of the last seven in the last four years. Um, Booms this year's. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, that's very Quit drinking, Derek. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to get those numbers in there because you truly are um, uh, just a titan. You're a titan of the industry. There's no doubt about it. Stay safe out there in West Virginia. Give everybody our love and uh, make sure everybody uh, make sure stays in line out there. Maybe we'll get back to racing pretty soon, bud. That's what we all pray for. All and right. we want everybody to be safe as well. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks, Mark. Take care, bud. Thank you. Bye. Swab, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I know you are a big, you know. No, we just couldn't get away. It was story time with Mark, so we all just, like, amazed. It was kind of like C-3PO talking <laughs> to the Ewoks, like the story of, like, Vader and all them, and they're all mesmerized. You so know we couldn't when, get a word in. When Mark gets going, there's no stopping Mark. You know yes. that, right? There's no stopping him. That was good. Let's get Kendra Jacobs on the line from Knoxville as well. Boom, I'm just trying to support you. You don't have to say, like, mean things to me when I say <laughs> certain stuff. <laughs> You, you gotta also be realistic. So, what are the odds? What are the odds of like if Vegas was setting odds on Boom winning Driver of the Year? What is it? A, a five hundred to one. He's is more that? likely to win that than quit smoking, though. Thousand to one. <laughs> Thousand to one. Mm. All right, I'm popping Kendra. But baseball's at the best. You can't work twenty four seven and race on the weekends. That's true. That's true. Right. You're working. You're working too hard. Dialing Kendra up right now, guys. I, I, those are those are good boom stories, by the way. Or good Mark stories, boom. Those were very good, and those were perfect. So thank you, Kendra. I see you joined. Kendra, are you, are you on the line, Kendra? I am. She, Hi, guys. We're having a good time here. So I apologize. You're, you're following up Mark Richards, and it was story time with Mark Richards. So we're coming off some uh, some well, antics. I mean, with no that. one should interrupt that. I, and so I apologize. I, had to, I, I can wait. I had to text Kendra and say, "Hey, we're going to be a little bit later than I thought because Mark is Mark's going full <laughs> Mark right now." So. She is one of my favorite people in all of short track racing and joins us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Kendra Jacobs, a promoter at Knoxville Raceway. Kendra, before we get to any racing stuff, uh, something personal that I wanted to share with you. Your Twitter account, uh, by the way, it's at Kendra J. Jacobs. Over 20,000 followers for Kendra, by the way, Derek, on Twitter. I, don't I know am if, one of them. <laughs> I, one I, am also one, I am also one of them. Every day during this coronavirus mess, Kendra has been posting positive news. She is... Uh, a, a little bit of a ray of light in this kind of dark world we're living in right now. And it has gained a really cult following in the world of racing where people are retweeting her and responding to her every day. Kendra, I want to know why you made that decision. Take me through that. What was it that made you say, you know what, I'm going to put the positive stuff out rather than just stuff about racing or the negative stuff? I mean, first of all, thank you. Uh, it was never, ever... Oh, I lost her. Did we lose her? Kendra, are you still there with us? I think I lost her. I can't tell. I'm going to recall it. We're going to recall. We're recalling. This is what happens on live shows. This is live TV. Bolt. You just got to react and make plays. <laughs> make I get plays. it. Kind of like a feature. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is. It's kind of like a feature. That's okay. We, we'll just listen. This is live. We're rolling with the punches. This is still better than talking to Ashton Winger for any duration of time like we had to do last week. So, 704. <laughs> six, six, oh, I can't give her number out. I almost gave Kendra's number out. Derek, a lot of guys would love to have Kendra's well, number, too. No doubt. Who called me from uh, uh, Belmont, North Carolina? Was trying to call it was me. Not me. Boom. It Hi, was this me. is Kendra. Sorry, oh, I can't go, the phone we go right, right now. To but leave me your name and a <laughs> Uh, okay, Derek. Mate, Derek again. Friday I would night. say she's got bad sulfur. I'd say she's got bad she's sulfur. She's at home. I don't know what the problem is. So isn't everybody is else? There a chance we scared her off? 
Do you think just the idea that Boom was on the air? Like, Not everybody has five G like no, Boom no, at no, Chubb's shop. Her. Here we go again. Oh. You're, 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 Boom was convinced, and by the way, Kinder, we are joined. Boom Briggs and Steve Casebold are co-hosting with me. They were convinced that you were scared off at the thought of them asking you a question, and that you just hung no. up. No, <laughs> I, I started thinking, man, people really don't want me to share good news. So I just, it's like this conspiracy theory of like cutting the phones off. Let's um, let's pick up where we left off. You're sharing so much good news and I apologize. I'm not sure what happened with the phone. Why are you doing that? Why are you telling the world the good things that are happening? Well, I mean, I I wanted good news. I wanted to see good news and read good news and I just wasn't finding it anywhere and I thought that there's no way that there isn't progress being made somewhere. I mean, there's got to be a glimmer of hope somewhere. So I just kind of started doing the research myself and looking at, you know, projections and charts and graphs and numbers and statistics coming in. And um, through all of that, and I kind of have a notebook that's going to become like the coronavirus journal or, and, and every day has comparisons for different countries and states and what the day before's numbers were and, and what the percentages are to all of that and how they're dropping or increasing. So every day I just kind of started doing my own research and the numbers start showing you where the good stuff is. And um, for me, I needed that. I need that hope to know we're moving in the right direction. And I figured maybe some other people did too. And I put that out there just as much for me as for anyone else. And um, I'm very lucky that there hasn't been a single day where I haven't found some kind of good news. So that's how it all started. And now I get up every day and I get anxious to look at how our world is changing and what progress we're making and how to share that with everybody. And, you know, here this week, um, there's been a lot of good news. I mean, I know it's a, it's a tragic week um, for many areas of our country. Um, but if you look at the charts and graphs, we're starting to see that downhill side in a lot of places. So for people like us that are, are extroverts and we love being around crowds and at the racetrack, um, you look for those glimmers of hope that we might be getting back to normal sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. That's a, it's a beautiful take on things right now. And, and I, I know for one, I appreciate it. Case Bolt, you're a big Twitter guy. Do you follow Kendra or not? And if, if you had, if you didn't, have you now followed her since she started her discussion on the positive things? Have you followed her yet? Case Bolt? I'm clicking follow right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> awesome. Twenty thousand and one. I love that. You know, Kendra. Somebody somebody said to me, and I thought it was very profound. Um, and I don't know how accurate it is, but it's very profound. They said when you guys postponed, meaning Knoxville, when you postponed your April shows, and this was a couple weeks ago, you guys did it. I saw somebody said on Twitter. You know, if Knoxville can't do this, nobody can do it. And I just thought that was equal parts complimentary of Knoxville. Like that, hey, this is, you know, obviously I think most people recognize you guys in Eldora as the great two short tracks in the United States of America. So it was equal parts complimentary and just sad also, kind of all wrapped into one, that Knoxville's not going to be able to do it, right? Like this institution of short track racing, Knoxville, is not going to be able to race. Just take us inside the world of the decision at Knoxville when all this started happening, Kendra, what you guys were talking about internally, how hard it was to make these decisions, and just let us peek under the hood at Knoxville, if you could, for us for a second. Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing we look at is we follow what our government guidelines are. We are not going to be the people that say, you know, we don't care what the experts are saying, you know, we 
we believe they have statistical proof that they're doing the right thing by asking us not to host these races or, or really the majority of businesses in our country. Um, it's frustrating. Um, all of us would prefer to think that we were opening next weekend as scheduled, um, but that's not the case. And truthfully, it wouldn't be a happy race season if the death numbers did take off and we lost half of our race fans. That would not be a happy turnout. Um, so we want to do what is right, um, not only by our state and local government, but also the federal government and what the CDC guidelines are, but also what's right by our fans. Um, we want them to stay healthy. We want them to keep coming back. We want to see those smiling faces when we get back to racing and we want everybody to stay healthy. Um, so we are looking at, um, when we do go back, how do we change some of the things we do? How do we take health into consideration more than probably the majority of the world took into consideration before, you know, it wasn't something everybody thought of and now it will be. Um, so when we started talking about what we were going to do, um, we, we tried to hold off as long as we could. I mean, we, we hoped and yeah. prayed that things would turn around. And then it just got to the point where it's like, it's not going to change. And, and Trump, um, President Trump made an announcement one night that, that took the um, stay-at-home guidelines to April 30th, and that's when we knew. Um, and our announcement was done within, I think, 30 minutes of his announcement. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of juggling. It's, it's, it's not just, okay, we're moving this race date. It's, well, let's move it to a date. And, and, and let me be clear, our goal is to reschedule, not to cancel. Right. So it's looking at how can we do that without upsetting our friends and neighbors at Jackson, without upsetting our friends and neighbors at I-80. Um, it's looking and being conscious of where the world of outlaws are on these rescheduled dates because we don't want to really take away opportunities from our drivers to go to those races. Um, so it was, it was putting a big puzzle together. And then it's also talking to the sponsors and partners to say, you know, we understand your race date isn't going to work, but here are some other options. Will these work? Um, and so far, I will say, like, everyone's just been amazing. It's, it's, it is probably the headache that occurs every day of like, okay, let's put plan numbers 365 up on the board here <laughs> and see how this one's going to work. And I think that we are just starting plan 366 now to see, okay, what's our backup plan to that plan? Um, it's, it's a lot, a lot of moving parts. And, and I'm blessed that I work with Don McCoy, who's like one of the smartest human beings I've ever met in my life. And the fair board is super understanding. And, you know, the biggest piece of advice I've gotten during this was from a coworker at Fire that said, this is new to everyone. You, you can't even say, let's look at how we did this last time because no one's ever done this before. This is literally writing the playbook. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's having a lot of grace and forgiveness for people in this situation, but also having grace and forgiveness for yourself and for, or, you know, having a plan that didn't work and coming up with a new one. So we are in that state of coming up with new plans pretty much every single day and just hoping that one of these days we'll hear, okay, that plan's a go, green light. Kendra, my co-host for today's show, we've been having drivers on co-hosting these video casts with me. Derek's always in studio, but I've got late model mainstay Steve Casebolt, a new Twitter follower of yours within the last couple minutes, <laughs> and, and Boom Briggs, two of the best guys in our sport. I know they've got some questions for you. Boom, you're sitting in your... And keep in mind, Kendra, Boom doesn't go anywhere without his little Bluetooth headset in his ear. So this, who knows how this is going to sound right now. But Boom, Boom, is mo he mows with the headset in. He ra do you, Boom, do you race with the headset in also or no? You don't, do you? <laughs> 
Uh, not yet. <laughs> okay. Boom, I'm going to open up the floor to you. What questions do you have for Kendra Jacobs? Well, uh, and I just, in the meantime, I was on mute. I followed you also because I like to hear the positive things. Uh, I, I commend you for that. I'm, I look forward to reading what you got because that's what I have been doing. I refuse to watch the news. And uh, I do a lot of reading and finding facts. So I'm, I'm anxious to read what you've said, but, you know, it's, if you've done your research and done all this, you know that the swine flu in 2009, the numbers were way worse than what we were dealing with today. And we did not shut this country down and affect the, the economic of this country. So in your mind, how is that economic effect Knoxville Raceway? Because you guys have marketed yourself to sponsors and events and people buying tickets ahead of time. This has to be a huge void or economic on the, on your racetrack. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure. It's one of those things where um, you know that it's affecting, it's affecting us, obviously. Our, our ticket sales um, were for, for the Sprint Car Nationals were crazy far ahead of where they were at the same time last year. They were so far ahead. It was, we were ecstatic and put the cart before the horse and thought, man, we might sell out even before the race date. This is going to be amazing. And Which we is have awesome. Watched That's how good sales. the economy Yes. Yeah, and, and we have watched those ticket sales stop. Just stop. And that, that is hard to watch. But we also understand all of our partners or, or the majority of partners. We have some that are, that are doing quite well. A lot of our partners are saying, this is a struggle time for us. And I am very happy that all of them say the partnership with Knoxville is important to us. We want to keep this going, even though I know they're struggling. I, I know some of these businesses are struggling. So for us, it's a lot of, we need to be compassionate. We understand this is going to be a hard time. But we're also very hopeful that this is one hard year. These are sponsors you're this talking not, about, right, Kendra? When you say partners, you spon- mean sponsors, right? Par- partner sponsors, yeah. yeah okay, yep. Sorry, okay. I prefer the word partner. That's okay. I yep, just wanted to make sure. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So Did- for us, it's, and, and I try to push this message of this is one hard year. It's, it's not, the one hard year is not going to make or break motorsports. We are stronger than one year. Derek, so I think it's oh, I, also I, I agree with that. I think we can all, I mean, obviously physically survive, but the sport itself, we all have to have compassion for each other and the different situations we're all in. And if we can do that and not burn bridges and, and really show that we are the family that we say we are a year from now, we could be stronger than we've ever been. And I think that's going to be really important. And and one (laughs) thing that helps motor race or motorsports is our ticket sales are not our ticket prices aren't crazy high. So when fans are looking for like, man, I've got to get out of this house. Like I can't do this. I need to get out and get away. They are going to be looking for cost effective entertainment for their family. And I think that that is a prime opportunity for uh, local dirt tracks to become that escape for some families. And, and we're lucky at Knoxville, you know, if the social distancing is still there, we have 21,000 yeah, seats so everybody true. can spread out. <laughs> you know, and that's, but that's something that, that we have all said so many times. We all get frustrated at different times. But it's be compassionate. 
understand that everybody's going through something right now, whether it's us, our partners, our drivers, their teams, their partners, the fans, everybody's going through something. Derek, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go more lighthearted here, but Kendra's <laughs> been very helpful because I'm going to my first ever Knoxville Nationals. I'm going to the dark side, Rigsby. I'm You're going, going to, to your first years. ever sprint car yeah. Nationals. Yeah, so she's been year. helping me out, like gave me the details and stuff. But this is a late model website. You have to say something nice uh -huh. about the late models. Like, what is your favorite thing <laughs> about the fenders? And you cannot hang up until you say something nice about us. Kendra likes late models. I know, but I want to just see a perspective of a sprint car lady. All right. Well, well first I would say two, two things. Um, the first one is, is sincere. The second one's in jest. But the first one is, I, I literally had never sat down and watched an entire late model race until I started working at Knoxville. So it was a huge eye-opener to me. And every year, I like it more. So when the late models roll into town, every year, I get more and more and more intrigued in that finale race on Saturday. And and the idea of strategy over a hundred lap race, it's amazing. Like I, I actually think that's like a crazy great race. So I have become somewhat a big late model fan. I'm feeling like there's a big but there's, there's a big but no, 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 coming no. right here, I feel no, like. <laughs> no, there's not. All right, the all thing right. that's in jest is I laugh and say the irony of being the sprint car capital of the world is that if you listen to the, the doom and gloomers who are using the latest dates possible to have events, the late model nationals should be perfect. No problem. <laughs> At the sprint car track of the world, or sprint car capital of the world, the late model race looks great. So um, that is something that I've laughed about a couple of times here and there. It's like, well, we know we'll be good by September, so we're good to go there. I asked Mark Richards this, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. What is the most fun thing you've done during quarantine, Kendra? There's it, just Mark had nothing. I mean, it was a, a void of answers from Mark. Do you have you have something right? The most fun, like like truthfully fun. Yeah, yeah, like you actually made you smile. You enjoyed it. Something you actually liked. Okay, I will tell you this. Okay, so the fun things for me have been things that I've done all along, but I didn't realize they were fun. Does that make sense? Yeah, give me an example, though. So, like, yesterday, um, okay, I, I'm a huge craft beer drinker. I love craft beer. And my favorite craft brewery um, unveiled their newest beer. So, I was like, oh, that sounds so good. Like, it's too bad it's so far away. And my dad said, hey, let's just get out the car and let's go down. So, my dad, he would kill me. My dad has this cool little convertible Mini Cooper. So and it was like 70 degrees yesterday and he's like, just get in the car. And we put the top down on a 70 degree day. And my dad and I drove an hour each way to get this beer that I love. So that was probably the most fun is just having that like moment with my dad, the top down, not a lot of traffic. And it was just nice like that. That was probably the most fun moment. That's so far. and that's really nice. Caseball, do you remember? You're a Richmond, Indiana guy, not that far from Ohio. Do you remember Kendra's dad, Kenny Jacobs, great sprint car driver around? At you know, I I think I saw him win a couple of races at KC, which is now Atomic, and back in the day. Do you remember watching Kenny Caseball or no? When I was just a kid, um, that's what I came up doing. My dad took me to Eldora and to Lawrenceburg to watch sprint car races constantly. We were a huge, a huge sprint car family. And I didn't uh, know this. What is get off the what is what happened? When did this happen? Why have you never <laughs> have you never told me this? Why am I just now finding this uh, out? It just it just it just never came up. I wanted to race sprint cars um when I when I came of age and he wouldn't let me. 
because he was afraid that I'd die. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so we uh, settled for a modified and worked our way up to a late model. But I was always way more into sprint cars than I ever was late models. And uh, obviously, I love late models now, but I'm still a big sprint car fan. And yes, I am very familiar with her dad. Case Bolt, we're officially um, not friends watched anymore. Watched him a lot. Wow. We're not friends this anymore. Is like, I this thought you were is, late. Okay. Is, the headline of this is not. Kendra's positivity has been pushed to second place <laughs> on the headline of this video cast right now. Case Bolt, the sprint car guy, is now number one. Case Bolt, would you ever get in one, or is it too late now? There's no way your wife would let you now, right? No chance. Well, now my wife won't let me. Yeah, so my dad wouldn't let me before. My wife, <laughs> my wife won't let me now. I had a shot to drive one at, um, in New Zealand one time, and they shut. And then, and then somehow or another, it didn't work out. And then I talked to Tony Stewart um, at uh, Atomic. I think it was last season. I was like, man, why don't you just let me drive one of those things one time? I just want to drive one, even if you got one that's junk, been crashed up, whatever. I just want to take a few laps. And his answer was, well, why don't you just let me drive your car? And I was like, well. Okay, yeah, but he didn't take me up on it, so I never got to drive it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Have you ever been to the Sprint Car Nationals since you're a big Sprint Car guy in Knoxville, or no? No, no, we never. Ever since, I mean, ever since I started racing on my own, we never went as spectators ever again. So, I mean, that was years and years ago. I was like probably eight years old, ten years old. The last time we went to a Sprint Car race as a fan. All right, Kendra. The one thing Derek has to do at the Sprint Car Nationals. And by the way, did I authorize vacation for you that weekend? Is that been? I gave you. I gave you. I gave you eighteen months one? out or a year out. So you did give a long notice, but you know we got a big late model race that weekend. So we'll have to discuss this at a later time. Kendra, the one thing he has to do is what? Um, I mean, Dingus is a must do. Absolutely, a hundred percent. You have to go to Dingus. Um. The other thing, the big Saturday night party after the race on Saturday night, that, that is so much fun. That's, um, we're going to change that up a little bit this year, but it is crazy good time. Um, I think the other thing is, is like people, uh, they kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't take, put the stock and credit into being active during the day. So like I've noticed at late model nationals, you don't really see fans out mingling during the day. At sprint car nationals, there's something going on all the time and yeah. the fans are like up and at it and moving around and hanging out with each other by like 10 a.m. It is nonstop from about 10 a.m. on. So, so sleeping um, bag and PDLI, I got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, and I'm just, I mean, I don't know where you're at on your physical health journey, but we do have yoga on the rooftop of the sweet tower. Perfect. It's a must. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 8 a.m. Derek, oh, no, 9 a.m. I, I will pay for, Derek, all of your tickets for the Sprint Car Knoxville Nationals if you do yoga at least once during this trip, and I get photos of and this you yoga. video it. Yeah, video, too. Yeah, I'm going to video. I'm videoing the whole journey. Boom, how do you, boom you know Derek is better than anybody. Can, does Derek, will Derek be able to drink until 4 in the morning and then do yoga at 8, Boom? Is boom, that going to be possible or not? Now. This is a pressure question. Oh, his eyes might be open, but he's not doing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When are these sprint car nationals? I might have to go out there. It's the same weekend as the North South, and you don't have to be at the North South because you're running the Outlaws this I year. I do not. I think you should go. I think you should go with Derek to the sprint car nationals. Be you, Parish, Logie. I think, Boom, what do you think? I, I love I'm it. I'm going to highly consider it. <laughs> boom, can you pick me up on the way by? I'm not doing yoga. I, listen, I'm old. I'm not doing yoga. <laughs> okay, so well, I've heard 
Dingus has a, as a Bloody Mary bar at the same time as yoga. So you can go hang out there and we'll meet up with you later. Yeah, this is... Uh, It'd be just like going on a vacation then. Guys, uh, <laughs> we've, we've bothered Kendra plenty. Kendra, thank you so much. I really appreciate the insight into Knoxville, your constant positivity on Twitter. And, uh, and the last thing I was going to say, and I have it here in my notes, you really has always treated me with just a ton of respect. And, and that really has always meant a lot to me during my 13-year racing career here. So I appreciate it. It means a lot, and like I said, you're one of my favorite people in short track racing, so thank you for always being so great. I really mean that. Well, I mean, the feeling's mutual, and we're going to get into this little love fest here, which I don't want to make all your listeners sick, <laughs> but you know how I feel about you. And, um, you know, in the sport, sometimes it's hard to know who are your friends and who are your friends for other reasons, and I consider you one of my absolute true friends in the sport. So thank you so much. And I really, really, really can't wait to see you in person um, and maybe even like socially distant hug you. So, <laughs> well, virtual, um, well, virtual hug. I appreciate it. Yes, yes, that's perfect. Kendra, thank you so much. Be safe, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Right. You too. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Derek. There you go. Boom. Me, Yoko. Case Bolt, and Boom. I know. So it sounds like Boom is driving from Pennsylvania. He's picking Case Bolt up in Richmond, Indiana, and then he's coming to get you, and you guys are going together. You're caravanning to the Sprint Car Knoxville Nationals. Steve ain't missing the North-South. I was going to say, Case Bolt, you really would miss the North-South. I have a hard time seeing that happen. Man, is that, I might as well just quit going to that racetrack altogether because I haven't <laughs> had any luck in like four years there. So I'm down for some yoga during that weekend anyway. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get our final call. You guys have been great, by the way. Kendra is, I think Kendra will thoroughly enjoy uh, the sense of humor that you guys brought. Let's get Brandon Overton on the line. He does not want to talk about Corona, by the way. He told me that. I do not want to talk about Corona. That's what he told me. I, like I, it. I don't blame him. How are we not going to talk about Corona Correct. just at least a little bit? Brandon, you there? You're late. <laughs> I am late. Mark Rich Mark Richard's story hour pushed us late. I apologize. He kept us. So final interview of the hour, the Georgia driver who's likely I'm guessing he's wearing flip flops and a sideways hat right now a little bit. Am I correct, Brandon, or no? Flip flops and a backward hat. Sweatpants? Flip-flops. Flip-flops and a backwards hat. I was close. The, yeah, the he one, changed it up. He did. The one and only Brandon Overton. Brandon, you got myself, Derek Kessinger, and my co-host this week, Steve Casebolt and Boom Briggs are my two co-hosts, so they're going to be asking you questions. Uh, it's Tuesday at 3.15 your time. Tuesday. I wrote this on Tuesday. It's Thursday. Excuse me. Brandon, it's Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. What are you doing right now? Working on race cars. <laughs> is that all you've been doing is just constantly working pretty, on race cars pretty much um we've just been trying to get caught up you know uh just started drive for eric and david you know we had a didn't have much time to get everything put together so it's kind of i mean i, I want to be racing of course but it is kind of nice to catch up uh, we sold a car while we've been down a little bit so uh we'll build, build another brand new one so we've been busy actually so uh just i guess it's better than being bored I don't want to, you told me yesterday, you said, I don't, you texted me, I don't want to talk about the coronavirus. I, I'm not really going to talk about it, but I am going to use the word quarantine here a little bit. Is your quarantine life, are you bored out of your mind? Are you running around the house like crazy? Are you, wh what have you been doing other than the race car stuff? We know you're working on race cars. What else are you doing? Um, I mean, really, I, 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 I hear Eric's side of the story, you know, like Eric's telling me about his town being all shut down and stuff, but. I mean, I guess maybe I should be staying home or something, but like we've just, I just been doing what I always do. I get up and I come to the shop and I see the same three people every day. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Really, that, besides that, besides that, well, we built like a go kart track beside the shop. We've been 
pedaling around on go-karts a little bit, but I mean, besides going and eating and, and, and not, you know, not being able to go in, like really, I, mean, I haven't changed that much, you know? Uh, so, I mean, I know, like I said, I know Eric's deals, you know, they're kind of totally shut down. So I couldn't imagine having to stay inside and, and, and not go out anywhere, you know? So, uh, I don't have eye racing, so I can't do that. So I would just try to keep myself busy. Are you an eye racing guy at all? Any interest? Does it pique your interest? Have you thought about buying stuff for it or no? Yeah, I mean, I watched it last night a little bit, and I mean, I was kind of like, when I was watching it, I was kind of like jealous a little bit, you know, uh, seeing like Bobby and all them out there, but uh, hell, I don't know, I could spend that money, you know, elsewhere, really, if I'm going <laughs> to spend a, I mean, if I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy like some good stuff, because like I hear people say, well, you don't, you don't really got to have a good steering wheel or whatever, you just go buy the cheap one or whatever, but I don't know. I kind of find that hard to believe. So if I'm going to spend a couple grand, I'm going to be able to ride it or do something else with it besides sit in my living room. I'm going to open up the floor for questions for my two co-hosts. Boom Briggs, what do you got for Brandon Overton? Um, well, boom, yeah, I'm just curious. Boom. Well, I've been just curious. I, well, you got to follow. You got to follow his brother on Snapchat so you can watch all these go kart races. Oh, I haven't. I so, didn't know that. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You do need to follow Cody on Snapchat, and then you can see what they're really up to. <laughs> is, so, it not, is it not go-kart honestly, racing? Brandon, <laughs> now, Brandon, tell the truth, because according to your, your brother's Snapchat, you guys haven't been working that hard. <laughs> um, I've been winning the go-kart races. Uh, if I don't know if he catches that on Snapchat or not, but when we do race go-karts, I've been winning the races. Well, I think there's something else afoot here, Boom. Are you saying they're not doing that much? Is that what you're saying? It doesn't look that way, but <laughs> I will stick up for Brandon more than Cody. Brandon's apt to be working, and Cody's apt to be playing. <laughs> Am I wrong? Cody definitely, Cody definitely plays a lot more than I do. Uh, he, and he, yeah, I think he's still 15 years old. How old is your brother? I don't know. I think he's old enough to drink. Maybe twenty-one. <laughs> I think I think he's old 22. enough to drink. I think he's twenty-two, isn't he? I think I don't. You probably know this more than I do, Boom. I uh, say, yeah, he's probably twenty-one, twenty-two. I don't know. Boom, you That's always bad. have a good story on everybody. Do you have a good Brandon Overton story, Boom? Oh yes, and he probably could tell it. Ooh, all right, let's Case, go. Case Bolt's got one. Oh, we'll get to Case Bolt in a second. We'll get to Case Bolt in a second. Boom, you first. I don't know how many years ago this was, but we were at Screven, coming to the checkered flag. I'm running third. He's running fourth. He comes into turn three, hits me so hard in the left front, about breaks my thumb, knocks the left front off, spins himself out. Luckily, I still finished third. And, man, I was mad. And I come pulling in there, can't steer the car, and Cody was just little then. And I went by flipping him off, and uh, Brandon can tell you the rest of the story. Brandon, is that true or not? That's true. Um, in my defense, <laughs> like, I did. I thought tell, tell, tell the story, though, in your defense. Tell them the story, though. In your defense, you thought they were only taking three. Thought they were only taking three. I was going to slide, boom. And <laughs> I killed him. I drilled him right in the left front. Uh, I did call, though, like on the way home. I called and apologized, you know. Now that's we talked nice. for an hour. Yeah, there you go, boom. Yeah, See, that's nice. That's very nice. Well, I said to him, I said, hey, dumbass, we were both in the race. What are you doing <laughs> running me over? We're friends. 
had to tell him I didn't go to the driver's meeting. Uh, I got to uh, now Case Bolt. Apparently, I have to hear this Case Bolt story. What do you got on Overton? Man, this we we can't talk about that on the air. This is wild, but uh, <laughs> we've had some pretty good times. <laughs> the one I know he's talking about, we're not going to go into that right now. I can't get anything. <laughs> no, not a hint. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> can you tell I me? Don't know. I can, don't you, think. can you tell me like where it was? Pa- try to paint a little bit of great, a picture. Great, Great Wolf Lodge. Great Wolf Lodge isn't just for kids. Great. Wait, is there? You're saying in Charlotte during the World Finals, Great Wolf yeah. Lodge. Well, yes, yeah, the World Finals. We were at the Great Wolf Lodge for the banquet, and um, I don't know, it just got wild, man. There was some people that there was some people that some guys there that were drinking more than us, which was which is a pretty pretty amazing thing because we were drinking a bunch and <laughs> and and they came up and one of the guys that was with us uh, Chubb or uh, it was well it was Chubb it was Boom's cousin or uncle or whatever he is <laughs> and uh, I don't know they decided I don't know what happened but they got into it with Chubb and then and then uh, I decided I was going to defend Chubb's honor and I started hollering at him then they got mad at me and. And uh, they wanted to, these guys were ready to fight. They were going to fight. And, uh, and it got to the point where I was going to have to fight. And then, and then uh, Overton grabbed one of them down by his neck. Somebody grabbed another one. I don't know. I'm not quite sure how it all shook out. But um, it, was, it was a definite team atmosphere for team dirt racing. We were all in it together. And, and uh, that, that was the best thing about it. Brandon, is that story correct? That's yeah, one hundred percent true. But uh, <laughs> so I mean, case boat are so tight. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I can't tell when I have like two random guys on. You know, a guy from Indiana, a guy from down south. I kind of get to thinking, like I know some guys that are friends. I'm like, are Overton and Case Bolt friends? And then you said that Overton, you're like, Case Bolt's got one. I'm like, shit, maybe these dudes hate each other. I don't know. Did I not? Did I? <laughs> no, no. That's why I asked you who we were going to interview. I was like, man, I hope it's not going to be some dude I can't stand. And then when I found out it was Overton, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Do this. Well, you didn't know you had to go through Papa, Papa Mark first, though, right? We had to have we had to have Mark on first. So uh, yeah, he's got to maintain a little balance. Keep that us all does. Grounded that, a little bit. that does. And are you were you familiar with Kendra at all, Steve? She's she's fantastic. I mean, you can tell she's just a really incredibly smart person. Got a good head on her shoulders. I'm not from. I had not um, ever talked to her or even really heard much about her before. But she's an she's an impressive person. You could tell by that interview that she gave and. Uh, Sounds like the kind of person we need more of in dirt racing, for sure. Brandon, this has to be a little frustrating for you and the fact that you were set and ready to go this year with this Wells team. Things get off to a pretty good start down south, and then wham, you just stop. Does that make it a little bit harder? Because you were getting the wheels turning on the season, this new team, and it just it just dead stop. And it's all the tracks he's dominating anyway. Right, it's so. all these places he's good at, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it sucks. Like, uh I kind of, it takes me a little bit to get going, you know, uh, like I, I, I like going and racing as much as I can so I can, you know, just get all the stuff out of my head. I, you know, I was in a different car this year and I was last year. So I kind of got to relearn, you know, what, what makes these go. And, and I, you know, I was looking forward to it. Um, they've been, you know, Eric and David have given me, you know, everything that I need to go and do it. So, uh, I got some good crew help. You know, I was excited. Like I, this sucks really. I mean, it really does ain't but one way to put it you know it sucks so uh i just hope we you know it, it you know sooner than later we can get back to going i don't know i don't know if anybody knows when we're gonna go back or not but 
like I said, just looking forward to it, and I'm just trying to do my best, you know, uh, to, to stay on top of everything. And and uh, I don't like like the eye racing deal. Like I don't like getting off of, you know, I race for a living, so I got to be serious about racing. Like I constantly think about like what I can do to my car to make it better. So when I start thinking about eye racing, then I'll be looking at computers and steering <laughs> wheels, and then I feel like I I feel like like I'm like not doing my job, you know. So I just I just been trying to stay on top of everything and you know get spare stuff built, get new cars built, so I don't you know you know feel like I'm I'm not doing something. So uh, like I said I just it it there ain't, like I said there ain't one way to put it. It sucks. I want to be racing. Big sexy swab here. Big fan of you. But uh, <laughs> he tells. I remember it. last year, like everybody knows, I'm a Weaver homer. But I remember last year you were helping out Spencer Dirks, I think, for the weekend at Farmer City in Fairbury, and you texted me and you said. Damn that we or you messaged me on Facebook. You're like, damn that Weaver is a wheel man. That car is absolutely junk, and he's up there ripping it. There you think it. one day you'll be able to rip the cushion like he does? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That's that, you know that's what I'm trying for. So you're saying, despite all of Brandon's success, he has a long way to go to get to Weaver, is what? No, you're I was just I was I was pumped because Overton was just randomly in Illinois helping out a guy, and he sees Weaver, and he's just like instantly thought of me first, and he's still giving. Some credit to Weaver that he can see. He still has a little bit uh, driving ability. Quick roundtable before we let Brandon go. Boom, I'm going to start with you. Uh, your very quick thoughts on Kevin Weaver, boom, for Derek. Go ahead. In the case, I'm going to do you next. Quick, boom. The best that Fairbury and Farmer City's ever had. Wow, good. Case Bolt, your turn. He's a uh, kind of like reminds you of like a, like a farmer or a mechanic or something. And he, and he just, just jumps in there and wheels this race car like he's a uh, like he's a young hot shoe and man he's just an impressive guy just gets it on man <laughs> there, there you go suave i mean what, what what more do you want right he's like the last dying breed of what an old school late model driver is though that that's is, a little bit of that that is true brandon i appreciate you jumping on with us i had no idea you and case bolt were fighting people in the great wolf lodge and they're best friends <laughs> i had no idea about that i had no idea you were so close i really learned a lot today so uh stay safe down there in georgia buddy we appreciate you joining us okay thanks again all right all right. Thanks, man. See you, back. See you Brandon. Uh, we're going to close it out with some final notes. Don't forget, later tonight, we've got two things on Dirt on Dirt's Facebook Live. You will not. This will probably come on after those. But our, Derek, the $4,000 to win sim race is airing on DOD's Facebook page tonight. It's been pretty cool. Yeah, we've had some real drivers try to test the waters in it. And all i got to say is those sim racers, they put on a show. They made some of the real drivers. Like, people were dogging Brandon Shepard on our Facebook saying like wow he can't wheel a sim race i said you guys can make fun of him all you want he won like over eight hundred thousand dollars last year so <laughs> until you can do that then you can't really dog uh dog him but yeah the spring fling the finale tonight four grand to win the biggest dirt track iRacing sim race ever we so. are also starting a new segment that will air on our facebook live and you'll be able to see it on dirt on dirt it's called during facebook or during speed weeks we do drive home the drive home we're, we're launching a new segment called stay home where we pick an old race and we just watch it with somebody Case Bolt, you're going to like this one. We've chosen the 2006 World 100, and we are watching it with Jeep Van Wormer later today. Uh, what do you think Jeep's reaction is going to be when he watches himself fly off the wall, spark, and then not win that race that he probably should have won? <laughs> well, you don't have to put it like that. I mean, that guy probably still wakes up every morning and thinks about that. And he has to kick himself. Because I know there's, I mean, every, all of us racers are like that. We look at races we think we should have won and, and dwell on it and stuff. But, I mean, Jeep did an awesome job that night. He was, I mean, he, he didn't win the race, but he did an awesome job. And 
and I think he was fairly new to it back then. I mean, there was, there was, I don't know how many years experience he had, probably not that many. And this guy almost won the world 100. I mean, he's got a lot of talent and a lot of ability. And, uh, he's one of those guys you don't really want to have to race very often if you don't have to, because there's a good chance he might outrun you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What a, eloquently put by Steve Case Bolt. Uh, a couple of coverage notes for Dirt on Dirt and Flow this week. Take that look at that Dirt on Dirt full screen DMAC that we've got. Uh, as I mentioned, not only do we have Corin Take with uh, Bloomquist and Moyer, we have all settled it. Bloomquist was the greatest. The stay at home, Derek had Casey Schumann on his podcast this week. How'd that go with Casey, by the way? Good? He was great. He's officially full-blown Fender guy now. Oh, he is. He's off the sprint cars completely. Oh, no, he's not, but I'm, I'm just going to say he is. Boom, you boom, chime in here. Uh, go, go back, D-Mac. I'm not done. I'm not done yet on, on the DOD. You're getting a little antsy. Casey, is he, do we got him off sprint cars, boom, or no? His heart's still in sprint cars, but uh, he's 100% in on that deal with the World Outlaws, and I'm telling you, I've got a good friendship with him, but he treats everybody the same, and uh, I think he does a hell of a job doing what he does. He's uh, he's really good at what he does. He's Looks out for everybody. Yeah, I like him a lot, too. Other things on the website this week, the pra guys, practice sessions that are going on around the United States. Some tracks allowing practice, some aren't. Uh, we've got the iRacing finale in Golden Mountain, a track down south opening back up. And uh, don't forget, turn Weekend Rewind, a 12-hour block turn, shake your head if I'm right, from Friday at noon until Monday at noon. There will be, yes, that's right. McCarty's saying no turn. You're saying yes. There will be, we are airing just a full live programming block. And what we're doing is the greatest best ofs in the history of Dirt on Dirt. Is that right, turn for the first one? 2013 through 2019, the best of. So Boom's wreck at Farmer City Boom's is wreck on at there. Farmer City will be featured. We'll try to get him when he can dial into that. What about, yeah, but what about the, in 07, the piece of shit minivan you drove around? <laughs> I didn't have a minivan until 2010. I had a Toyota Matrix well, in 2007. Okay, whatever it was. That thing was junk. It was like six <laughs> years old. It wasn't that bad. I mean, come on. God. I know, but that's what I'm giving you a little credit. 07 Charlotte. Yeah. A, I knew it was coming. I wanted to win <laughs> I knew it was coming. Boom yeah. was one. Boom was one of our first ten subscribers in the history of the website, and that is actually a true story. So we have to thank him for that. And you did it in Chubb's truck. I did it in Chubb's truck. That's right. Flow Racing's got a bunch of content too. All the USAC stuff you can shake a stick at Eldora uh, rebroadcasting stuff. Don't forget to check all of that out on Flow Racing as well. Case Bolt, you finally you've hosted the show with me. I think you did an excellent job. I want your final thoughts. It's a lot of fun. Um, this is cool. You got a good job. You have a cool job. So um, <laughs> you should be happy. You should be happy with what you've done with your life because you get to talk to um, a lot of people that are interested in what you are. And, and that's, that's a lot of fun to spend that kind of time with those people and get good answers from people and, and uh, have a good time at the same time. Hey, Casebolt, I'm not going to say I don't want to tip anybody off to anything. Remember that one thing that we used to do, you and I, way back in the day, you would help me out with? Remember that thing? Yeah. What do you think about, I don't know. What do you think about that during this time? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. We'll talk. I'd be interested. We'll talk about it off the air. All right. Uh, a little teaser. I like it. A little teaser, Derek. Boom. Your final thoughts. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, I just uh, hoping everything will get back to normal here. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever be back to normal, but somewhat of a state of mind that we can get back to work get back to racing and uh like everybody else said hopefully it's sooner than later so uh 
it was great being on here, listening to Daddy Mark and his stories, which <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, Kendra, it was nice to finally meet her and hear from her. And uh, sounds like she does a hell of a job out there, and I I look forward to going back to Knoxville. And Brandon, don't forget Brandon. <laughs> oh, big sexy, yeah. <laughs> you ever ever notice that he's even keeled no matter what? His voice really never changes. That is true. That is true. Derek, your final thoughts. Two, two of your good buddies, Boom and Case Bolt. It's always a pleasure. Um, first off, Boom, you got to be honest with me. How many cigarettes did you have during this 90-minute session? <laughs> uh, really, but only five because five. I didn't want to be making any noise. Five. Good. I was thinking oh, he wow. would, Case Bolt just goes, oh, wow. <laughs> In case we'll, I was going to say maybe only one. <laughs> Me too. Five. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the closed office with my window open, and it was supposed to be an hour. We're up to an hour and a half. I still got a couple trucks to load. I yet. know the case bolt turn. Can we clip the case bolt part where he goes, "Oh wow!" Like I, I don't know. <laughs> that was an honest reaction. Like I'm mean, like, what on earth? What? You smoke five cigarettes, man? I'm the same way, Case Bolt. They asked me a question. You're getting an honest answer, uh, like it or not. Uh, that was, I like it. I like it. That's good. Uh, Steve, maybe you should start smoking. I don't know. Take it up. What do you think? No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I can't afford don't it. Don't do it. It's hot. Yeah. Three, what is it, 4 or $5 a pack? I can't afford that. <laughs> Uh, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks to Mark. Thanks to Kendra. Thanks to Brandon. Derek, as always. DMAC, nice job, buddy, on your first one. You did good. I appreciate the switching. Uh, Boom and Case Bolt, you're two of my favorites, man. You literally are two of my favorite people in, in all of Dirt Late Model Racing. Thank you guys so much. And uh, please tell your families hello. And um, and ha- by the way, Case Bolt, you, you got all these kids and stuff running around now. You holding up okay? <laughs> We're doing okay. I was watching this uh or somebody sent me this meme. I think it was Vic Hill sent sent it to me. It was one of those ones that said, uh, during the during the coronavirus, would you and you have two choices. Would you A rather be quarantined with your wife and children or B and before he gets a chance to even say what B is, the dude answers and says B. And so <laughs> so so maybe that's me. I would maybe B at this point. I don't know. But no, my wife and kids are doing great and they're a lot of fun, but uh yeah, we need to uh, we need to get out and about some. I will uh, make sure that Haley does not hear this. Okay, I will make I will make sure that she does not listen to this video cast. Well, she'll be all right. She she can listen to it. She boom, heard worse. Boom, Steve. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Derek, thank you so much, guys. Thanks, and uh, everybody, stay safe out there. We'll see you next week.